This is Rabbi Marcus and Rabbi Rachel. We are here today with truly an extremely special episode. We we've done a lot of episodes. We've we've had a lot of conversations with people around our community, but this conversation we're about to have is more special. And we're we're truly honored to have this conversation today. We've all been affected by the horrible events of October seventh. We've suffered from it. We've stayed up all night, um, but we have um, someone here today who truly experienced it in a way uh, oh, that I wish could never have happened, but but it did. And he is courageous enough to be here with us and and tell tell his story, um, tell who he is, just so we can again hear hear the story, personalize it a little bit, especially for us in America who, who we really might not know someone who who suffered directly from this. We're going to give that opportunity today again, so we can connect that pain. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think so many of us in the Jewish community here, we have been so affected. It has kept us up. As you said, it's kept us up at night. We're, we're constantly trying to find more information, more news, um, because we feel so affected by what has happened and is continuing to happen in Israel. But it's also hard to, the numbers are so staggering. 1200 people killed, uh, 240 hostages, countless survivors. I mean, it's it, the the numbers are so staggering, and sometimes when those numbers are so large, it's hard to really understand what what that actually means for the people involved. Um, so we really feel so fortunate and and so humbled to to be able to have this conversation today. So without further ado, let's let's jump in and introduce our guest. Who are you? Who's with us today? Introduce yourself. Uh, so I'm Rom uh, El Hai. I'm uh, 29 years old. And work as a sales manager uh, insurance company. Also a personal trainer. And so living a regular life of any Israel in, in my age. Uh, so just living my life like everyone else. Uh, and what can I say? In that uh, that day, everything has changed. What what made you want to go to the Nova Music Festival? Had you been to it before? Had you heard about it? I'm going to um, music festivals uh, specifically on the trans music scene, and uh, like over than ten years. Wow. So uh, this is my uh, my second home, the most uh, place that I feel uh, security. Uh, I've been in f- parties also in Israel, also in Europe, also in the South America. So I sing a lot, <laughs> love the music, love the people. Uh, and for us in Israel, the, the specific uh, kind of music, the trans, trans music is uh, very unique. It's, it's a community. Mm. Uh, you met, uh, you know people by their faces that, oh, with that uh, guy, I've been in that party. Oh, with that guy, I've been in the dance floor in, at the uh, Ozoro Festival uh, in, in Hungary. So you know people by their faces because also uh, the Psytrance uh, scene in Israel is uh, very famous and a lot of um, DJs, artists uh, are in Israel. They play all around the world and 
they make us proud. Wow. That's amazing. It's so funny as like Jewish American tourists, it's just a part of Israel. We have no, no it's, it's not on our birthright Whoa, tour. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> Infected mushroom, does that count as an Israeli transband? Affected mushroom are the best. They're supposed to be the leader of Israel. Uh, that's about time. I, yeah. I think I've I've uh, yeah, showed my- Marcus is very proud of himself right now. Yeah, you should be. You should be. <laughs> They're my favorite also. Um, We're going to we'll, talk about we'll talk, that. We'll yeah, yeah, sure. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. I think, you know, for, for a lot of our listeners who maybe have been to Israel and have been to Ben Yehuda and Masada and Tel Aviv, this is a, a different, a different lens into Israel. It's not Maya Shari for sure. Um, so this was just a normal kind of thing. You were just, you, you've gotten, gone to festivals of Hungary. Do you go to like all the festivals you see, or are you kind of like this, this certain special ones that you're looking for or anything like that? I have my taste. So yeah. I go to all the specific one. Uh, I can tell you um, in Europe, I uh, love the big ones. Like uh, I've been in the Boom Festival. If, if the, you know, it's the most largest uh, Psytrance festival in the world. It has uh, 50,000 people. Uh, one week, nonstop music, celebrate their life. Uh, and the last August, actually, I've been in Greece, also a um, festival for a uh, five-day Nonstop festival in Israel, like more the small festival that only the people should know. Go. <laughs> uh, and the Nova Festival was a little bit different. Actually, I wasn't supposed to be at the Nova Festival um, because of two reasons. Um, I didn't like the specific uh, digits that come in that same festival, and the second reason because the price of the tickets was very very high. Let's be honest, the the price was high. <laughs> <laughs> So um, a lot of my friends uh, bought already tickets and they told me, uh, yeah, Rome, come with us. Uh, the largest festival in Israel, it's supposed to be fun. Everybody will come. And I, I agree with myself that, uh, okay, I won't be in that festival. It's, it's okay. Uh, but one week before the October 7, um, a friend uh, sent me uh, advertisement that the producers are uh, looking for volunteers in the festival. That means uh, I need to come to the festival for like a four-hour shift just to make sure that the dance floor is cleaning, there is no fighting, everything is cool. Uh, and if there is any problem, just to announce to one of the producers. And um, for that, I will, get, I will receive um, a free ticket for the rest of the festival. So it sounds good to me. I told my two friends if they want to join me to that thing, and they say yes. That's it. I'm going to the festival. Wow. wow. And when did the festival actually begin? It began at midnight. At midnight. Yeah. Oh um, at midnight, it was supposed to be until 5 p.m. Uh, when I was told to the people that this is the hours and uh, it's nonstop music, they say, wow, it's so much. Uh, how can you... Uh, be there with not sleeping, all that thing. I'm just joking because I've been in a festival that's been for five days <laughs> uh, nonstop or week. So for me, it's very short. <laughs> um, so um, we came to the festival at 2 a.m. Uh, we get inside, uh, we put our stuff, build our camp, and then uh, make a little round uh, in the area and as, as I said, I've been in a lot of uh, festival in my life and I was very impressed. I didn't expect that size, um, the colors, the people, uh, the music. It was uh, perfect, 100%. Um, the 
people can celebrate their life. They just smiling everywhere. And there is a lot of kind of people. There is um, young people, old people, uh, white, black, left, right, political uh, ideas. Um, and people come from all over the country, from the south, from the north. And um, really all the Israel is in that dance floor. So it was trem- uh, fantastic. Uh, it has been in like five, uh, sorry, 4,000 people at that festival, something like that. Oh my God. Yeah, for a country of 7 million people, right? That's amazing. That's huge. That's amazing. It's huge. Incredible, incredible. Wow. Um, when did you, uh, during the during the night, when did you first realize that something bad was happening? So uh, I make a run uh, with my friend, uh, Avishai, who was with me. Uh, I'm just standing in the middle of the dance floor and you know, just looking at the sky. And, and then I saw tons of rockets just exploding in the, in the sky. So I just looked at my friend Avishai and told them, oh no, they're going to close the party. Mm-hmm. That was my only concern at that moment. <laughs> it, was, it will be sad to say because uh, as an Israeli, we were already regular to uh, rockets from Gaza. Um, so that was my only concern. Uh, and really after a minute, uh, a police officer uh, go to the DJ stage and just uh, tell everyone the party's over, there is a rocket, go slowly uh, to your cars and go home. So, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, in that point, a lot of people um, just have a panic attack, a lot of run, cry, uh, because it was very uh, strange situation and a lot of people actually really wait for that festival. So it was very sad. Uh, and I can say also, and it was in 6.30 a.m., so the sunrise come up. Mm. And those events, uh, the sunrise is always the main event. It's when all the madness happened, the dance floor, as we say, the Jewish balagan. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the sunrise come up and the dance floor is empty. So for me, it was very bad picture. It was very sad because it was supposed to be the main event. And everybody just screaming, crying, runs. Yeah, it was bad. Mm. Moment, hard moment. If you're comfortable sharing, what what happened after after you left the dance floor? We go to a camp, um, just take our stuff. Took some uh, stuff from the other camps because I saw they run away. Just uh, a few chairs and some bottles of water, but don't uh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we take our stuff and just uh, go to the car. And so my friend uh, asked me, okay, what's now? I told him, I don't want to go home. It's early in the morning and uh, we have our stuff here with us. So let's find a nice lake and be there for the rest of the day. So until that moment, we were so naive. Again, the rockets are still in the sky and there is many of them. Uh, But still, everything okay, just a rocket. Yeah, we're used to it. We get our stuff, uh, get in the car and uh, move on. So uh, everybody get get out from the festival area in the same time. Uh, so we got in the traffic. And while we stuck in the traffic, I see from my window, uh, three police officers just uh, go inside the forest with their gun out. I thought to myself, why? If there is a rocket from Gaza, what 
for this officer with the gun that can do in the middle of inside of the forest. So it looks strange, but okay. And uh, after a minute, I remember that a red car came from the side and just crashed in three cars that was uh, before us and stuck in the side. In that moment, I was sure that that driver must be have a panic attack. Maybe he was drunk. Maybe he was high. But after uh, he stuck, so one of the people came and opened the driver door and I saw a woman just fall to the ground And all our body was full of blood. And then um, the people um, that been there screamed, she was shot, she was shot, please help, she was shot. And after a minute, a lot of people came and tried to help her. Uh, my friend Vishai was the driver, also wanted to cut the, uh, come down to, uh, came down from, from the car and tried to help her. I told them, no, stay here. There is many people with her right now. We're not a doctor or something. There's nothing we can do. That's our moment. Take your right, turn around, and just get us out of here. Um, unfortunately, I heard just a few days ago that a girl didn't survive. So uh, again, we go into the road, and, and again, we're stuck in another traffic. So after a few meters, a security guy just stand in the middle of the road and scream, Everybody get out of the car and just run away. So that's what we did. We just get out, run to the forest. It's the only thing that we have in our pocket. Um, we, still we still didn't understand what really happened. Uh, we tried to figure it out, uh, you know, just speaking with the people around the forest and ask them if they know something. But I remind you, it was a large music festival in the music festival people get drunk people get high so uh, we can't um, they're not actually connect in that moment because they, they were shocked they were a panic attack a lot of I remember, I remember a lot of faces of uh, women cry people was lost and then they've been in the same situation they don't know what to say they don't know what happened So uh, we've been in the forest. We try after that to get inside to our car. And again, a security guy stand in the middle and ask us if uh, our car is behind them. We told him yes. So uh, he told us, okay, so uh, you can't move on. We told them why. He told us uh, which, which terrorists do you want to meet? Those who come from the south or those who come from the north? Okay, so understand. So we told them, okay, what we should do, run for your life. That was an answer. So in that moment, um, we go back into the forest, try to think what to do. After a few minutes, there's a shooting gun starting. Uh, I didn't see my, I didn't saw the terrorists in my eyes, so I don't know where they come from. Uh, so, uh, but we heard it very, very loud and uh, close. So uh, I found a place between two cars And uh, just sitting there, it looked for me the safer place in that moment. And that was, at, I think, something like 8.30 a.m., something like that. So um, the news has come up already. They speak about it. So I get a phone call in that time from uh, my mother, cousins, family, my friends that know I'm in there. 
and uh, there's I'm in the middle of shooting guns battle. Uh, so I see my uh, phone for my mom and what can I tell you when you're in the middle of a terror attack, you don't want to speak with your mom. Hmm. Uh, so I thought I should answer and not, not answer because I, I want to stay focused. But I thought, wow, maybe if I won't answer, she's going to think I'm dead. And I don't want to make a concern. So I answer, hey mom, how are you? Hey, where are you? Get out, come on. I told her, um, yeah, don't worry, I, I know what you're hearing, but don't worry, I'm in a safety place. There is a lot of military with me. This uh, all event will come in, uh, will come in end to uh, end a few minutes and I will go home. Don't worry, I'll be okay. Don't only lie. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to make a concern and just want to say that everything is okay and hang up and try to be focused in that moment. So uh, we're still in that uh, hiding spot. We, we see that the shooting guns didn't, didn't stop, just making stronger and stronger. And uh, we're thinking, okay, there is a big tree down there. It looks safer. Um, but it's a it's little bit far from the car. So we thought we should go there, we shouldn't go there. We're thinking we, with ourselves a few minutes and we decided, okay, let's go. So we go to under that uh, tree and hiding there. And again, the shooting guns only get stronger and stronger. And we thought in the beginning that, okay, and the IDF is here and it's a shooting battle against Hamas. The IDF is going to win. We're going to get out, go to a car and just go home. After a few minutes, we realized we was wrong. It was not the IDF against Hamas. It was only Hamas just shooting everybody and everywhere. Uh, we realized that because as a former uh, soldier in the IDF, I know how to recognize uh, a shotgun by their noises. The IDF using an M16, the Hamas using the Kalachnikov, and we heard only Kalachnikov everywhere, every time. So uh, we're thinking what to do. We don't know. We just... Uh, stuck in the, that tree. A lot of uh, people came uh, hiding with us and move on. And we stayed there. After uh, like an hour, we decided to get out from the, that tree because the, the shotguns just get uh, weaker. So we thought it's a good time. Uh, we get outside from the tree and we saw all that cars that was above where we're hiding. And we saw all that place just burning mm. a lot of dark smoke all the area and in that moment i realized that if you won't take that decision so let's just say hide in the, in the tree for a few minutes supposedly supposedly i won't be here right now so it, uh, it was a life uh, changing decision in that moment uh, we realized that we won't um, go to our car today so we're thinking okay what we should do now uh, my friend opened uh, Google Maps. We're looking for a Jewish village to uh, come over, and we saw Barry. It was the, uh, oh, it was the closest. As as you know, the Barry kibbutz is the kibbutz that was hitting uh, the most, most kidnapped, the most damaged, most um, killing. We didn't know that at uh, that point, so we start go to that way and. After a few steps, my friend Ruya stopped us and just told us, wait, maybe it's not a good idea because if we, need, if we go to Barry, so that means we, sh- 
we go to the the Novo festival area again and it's more close to the Gaza border so maybe it's not a good idea let's take the opposite way and let's go east after that we realized that that was also a lifetime decision um so uh, we keep walking uh, east and again rockets in the sky exploding shotgun everywhere so we're hiding again another tree try to think to do what uh, try to think what to do and that moment we in that moment we have two rules that we won't break rule number one that we won't separate no matter what me and my two friends the second rule was just go east no matter what we don't know where we'll just go east uh, so we're thinking okay what to do what we should do now uh, if we stay in that hiding spot maybe a hamaster will find us maybe uh, rockets uh, fall down here and kill us all so it's not a good idea so maybe go out and try to uh, find someone but if we go out maybe also Hamas terrorists will find us or shooting us so it's not a good idea maybe to look for another village uh, Jewish but also not a good idea because at that moment All the villages was occupied by Hamas so we don't know what to do so again uh, the should get weaker we go out from the hiding spot and move on um, after that we saw a few people also hiding uh, in some spot uh, we were 10 in that moment and they have uh, only half a bottle of water uh, it's not like Minnesota it's Israel <laughs> it's very hot and I remind you the music festival we didn't sleep we didn't eat and we didn't drink so it was extremely hot uh, we had some guys uh, didn't want to drink because you know we know how much it, it's important to save water at that moment also there is a one girl that was with us in that moment that she ran away from the festival with not her shoes on <sighs> and the uh, forest was full of um, itchy bushes and throats So she got injured only for that. Her leg was full of blood. Um, so after a few minutes again, the shooting guns get closer. We decided to run away. Uh, so after like um, one kilometer, we decided to uh, sit again in, in another hiding spot because she can't move on. Uh, I remember when uh, that was uh, one situation that I heard um, people die. Uh, I heard uh, their last breaths. Like they stole come out of their body. And after I heard that, I heard a lot of uh, yelling, screaming. Uh, Allah Akbar and happiness and shootgun everywhere and yelling like, like it's a birthday party. So I realized they're close and they're not funny. And they're very serious, those guys. In some point, uh, we saw two cars. Uh, we saw a military officer in one of the cars. Uh, one of the guys go talk to him and told him, uh, just take it out of here. The military uh, guys uh, told him, I can't get you out because I'm not going to a safety place right now. Uh, you, should go, you should go call the police, send them their location, your location, told them you are from the festival, there is forces in the forest, they come arrest you. But he, took, he, he, did, he did take the uh, injured girl. So this guy came over again for us and we called the police and uh, we told them that uh, we are in the middle of the forest, we are from the festival, please uh, come uh, to get us. 
And the police officer was quiet and was thinking. He would say, you are from the festival, right? Yeah. And now we're in the forest, right? Yes. Okay. The force, there is a forces in your way. Pray for your life. So in that moment, we know that no one is here. No one is coming to rest us. No one will come. Uh, we are alone. We are alone in, in the situation. Um, so again, we move forward. Um, again, the shotgun gets stronger. We're getting high. Three minutes. I saw the, those two cars again. So that time I go speak with them. And I spoke with uh, one of the security guy. Uh, I told them, I'm here, just take me out of here right now. There is a lot of people here. And looked me in the eyes, he told me, I'm not taking you out. I'm taking just girls now. Told, told him, serious? Yeah. You look like a big guy. You're going to be okay. There is a, 10 minutes from you, um, someone will uh, waiting for you. So I just take uh, just girls now. There is a girl with you. I told him, yeah, there is some here in the spot, in the hiding spot. Okay. So call them. I will take them. You're a big guy. You'll be okay. So the girls uh, get inside of the car and then going. So I look at that car go shocked. How I'm, how, how I'm still here. What happened now? So I don't have much time to that question. Uh, he told us there is uh, 10 minutes from us uh, forces that will come to take us. Let's go. A little spoiler, no one uh, was waiting for us, not after uh, 10 minutes, not after 20 minutes, not after an hour. So we continue to go. We don't have any choice. In some point, uh, we decided to split with the, those guys we met. So we stay only three of us. We continue to go east. And again, anytime I'm telling you those story. Uh, those situation, the shooting guns everywhere, the rocket in the sky, very hot, hard moment. So we continue uh, to move forward. And some point, two guys seen us um, and then join. And uh, we're walking five guys. And after uh, two kilometers or something like that, we saw a bandit car with um, bullets all over the car. Um, and we decided to breaking from the window, just looking for something to drink. And we find the um, mango juice, very warm, but mango juice. Uh, and we split five big guys with little mango juice. And also was warm. And we found also an Arak bottle. Mm. <laughs> uh, Arak bottle is a famous uh, Israel uh, alcohol drink uh, that we very, very like. So where we can't... Uh, uh, stay uh, uh, dark uh, inside of the car. We have to take it. We thought, uh, what we can do with alcohol right now? Uh, but we decided to take it. If we survive, uh, we're going to do a toast with that, uh, with the Arak. So, took the Arak and moved forward. In uh, some point, another uh, two uh, fellows uh, saw us, uh, want to join us, and were seven. At uh, that point, there is a rumor in, in the forest that we should uh, go to a water station. In the water station, there is uh, someone who can help us. So we keep walking, and after a few uh, kilometers, we actually see water station, but it was far away. So we thought, okay, maybe it's not a good idea to go uh, to the water station because from far away, there is 
not looking that there is someone in there. It's look banded. Uh, so I thinking, and after a few minutes, I saw those guy with blade off, um, in, inside this, uh, water station, they came from another side and just, they're looking everywhere. They're looking inside the station. They're looking uh, nearby. There is a little farm and uh, nearby. They're looking there. They look inside of the tent and there was no one. So, um, uh, they move on and never seen them. Uh, since then. I hope they're okay. So uh, we decided, okay, there is nothing to do with that water station. So uh, what now? And then the other side, we saw um, a greenhouses of the farmers that work in uh, that place. And we thought, okay, maybe there is uh, one of the workers there who can help us. And also it was very far away from us. It was like half, half an hour walking uh, because it's a very open space. Uh, the forest himself, it was not a forest like like I see in America, uh, very big with a huge tree. It was a lot of bushes and small trees. So even when we're hiding, it's not was the safety place in the world, but that's what we have. Uh, so we go to the to that greenhouse and all the way again, uh, shotgun everywhere. So shotgun everywhere. So we're not running. We try really to walk in a low place and very slow to not making noises. Eventually we are, uh, we get in the, those greenhouse and they, they was full of red peppers. So uh, we just ate what everything we saw. They were dirty. They was not fresh, but there was the best red uh, pepper <laughs> that I ever ate. Uh, just some, finally something to eat, something and to drink. It was very helpful. So yeah, it's save us for a few minutes. And those greenhouse was uh, looking for, looking like a very good hiding spot. It was lonely. It was a big uh, plants inside. So it's a good place to stay. But uh, it was like uh, 1 a.m. in that moment. And I remind you, it is well, not Minnesota. It's extremely hot. So even that we know there is a terrorist outside, we said we have to get out of here because uh, we're going to burn inside. So uh, we go out and continue with the road. In some point, uh, two fellas go forward. Me and my friend Abishai go uh, in the middle and three other guys uh, go uh, behind us and uh, we get the distance uh, one of each other. Um, and then I saw a big tree, uh, huge a tree. Uh, so I told my friend uh, Abishai, let's go behind that tree because uh, if uh, if we saw a terrorist before us, they, would can, they don't see us. But also we couldn't see what was after the tree. But it looks safety. So we go uh, behind the tree, just move forward. And um, then we saw that the two guys that uh, was uh, was before just run. And then I remember I heard a screaming of Shwaye, Shwaye, Shwaye. That's mean like, that's in Arabic. That's mean, wait, 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 something like that. So at that point, my friend just grabbed me the chest and we froze in, the, in our spot like uh, 10 seconds. It was 10 seconds, the longest 10 seconds of my life. I, I was sure that there is a 
Hamas terrorists behind the tree. And they hear, they catch us, the game is over, and that's it. So uh, after a few seconds, uh, those guys who run away uh, came back, told us everything okay, come. So uh, we go out uh, from the tree and I, we saw a police officer arrested uh, three uh, Palestinians from Gaza. Eventually, there were there not was the terrorists, there was farmers just uh, walking the place. So we checked their, their ID that they're illegal. Um, but uh, we saw finally a police officer. We told them we are from the festival. Please just get us out of here. Call it a coincidence. Call it a miracle. Call it a karma. I don't know why. Um, it was, we were seven people in that moment. He had a vehicle with a, with a seven spot inside. So it was oh a perfect match. And after that, they took us to a Jewish village. It's called Muslul. Uh, in that village, um, people uh, host us. In, I can't even imagine. Everyone come, try to help. Bring us uh, food, drink. Hugs, they open our house, come to get shower. Please, I want to host you, I want to help. And that village was full also with a very, very, very religious Jewish people. And I remind you, it was Shabbat. And they came with charger of the phone. Please, you can use my house. You can use electricity. You can go shower, do whatever you need. Call from my phone talk with the family. So it, for me, it was a very exciting moment to see how how much we, can we unite in our time. That I think something very unique to our people. Uh, so it was very, very exciting, a uh, special moment for me. <sighs> there's, there's, hearing that story, there's just nothing for us to say. I think for Rabbi Rachel and I, we've never experienced anything close or to that and um, just just incredible story so thank you thank you for sharing that with us and and just thank you for your courage uh, to share that right can I ask so when you you finally got to this village of safety and had something to drink maybe you opened the Iraq I don't know um, <laughs> yeah what? yeah we drink with that, that for sure <laughs> what was the what was your first conversation with your mom when did you call her back and what did you say um, yeah, I called everyone back because um, my picture and my photos was uh, published all over the internet. So a lot of people uh, that I never spoke with them years call me and say, hey man, you are alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Thank you. Um, so it was a very strange moment. Also, when you were in the village, you want to uh, realize what really happened to you. So it was it not was a long conversation, uh, but... Then I actually said, yeah, I'm, I'm safe spot. And I believed in myself at that time. I'm in safety spot. Everything okay. Uh, I, will be back, I will be back soon to home. At, at what point did you realize like, the, the real extent of, of what had happened that day? I mean, you knew that they attacked the festival. You knew that you were running for your life, but then it turned out that it was, as you said, with Ba'eri and with all of these other places, it was so much bigger than even you might've known in that moment. What, what was that like to realize what really had happened? 
there is a rumors uh, in the forest and people that we met that we something big happened we we have our cell phones so a lot of notification come up uh, but I didn't uh, get inside to any internet or any uh, social media because it didn't want to know what happened in that moment because I want to stay focused. I want to stay focused that to rest myself, uh, to be uh, safe, go to another place. And that was uh, my goal. And after uh, they took us from Beri uh, to Beersheva, so I check with my phone uh, what's happened. And my friend uh, gave me a video uh, of uh, kidnapping guys Uh, in Gaza with the terrorists with them um, and they have a gun a point a gun on his head and I hold my uh, my phone and I see I saw um, in his hand the kidnapped guy I saw a brainless brain brain mm-hmm. braceless uh, of the Noah festival and when I'm holding the phone I saw my my whole my hair bracelets so it was mind blower for me because I, just, I thought wow um, easily that guy could be me and for sure that guy was just dancing with me just a few hours ago so what a what a strange world we're living uh so that's was the point that I realized what happened in the country and make me sad make me angry I felt humiliated and when we came to Bersheva uh, I remember a mom and uh, just yelling um, of another girl she's screaming uh, just where is my boy Where is my boy please where is my boy with just crying so loud I think all the town uh, heard that uh, screaming just a lost mother want to find her son and that that girl just crying because she don't know what to answer her she don't know also so uh, it was a very tough moment. I can tell you uh, when I unite with my family, I wasn't happy at all. I was very upset, very angry, very humiliated because what happened, a lot of shame, a lot of blame. Uh, like uh, why I survive and those not, why I'm special, what happened, why it could happen if I help more. So it was a very tough moment. And the whole uh, first week was very, very hard. Uh, I was staying in my room, uh, always with the news. Um, uh, and the thought about that uh, that day. So it was very, very hard. But in some point, I think I'm, I just get crazy when I'm, I'm home. So I need to catch myself and go back to my life. So I go back to work and go back to the gym. <laughs> And I started to spoke with people, speak with friends. And I have to say, a lot of volunteers opened for us in special spaces, only for the Nova Suraves, that uh, full of um, therapists, psychologists, massage therapists. And also uh, they bring a lot of uh, famous singers in Israel and just play for us. 
And we saw the people that we met uh, in the forests with big with switch experience. Uh, I remember I saw that injured girl with, uh, she was full of blood. And so I was, I remember I was excited to see her life. Yeah, that's it. Um, after a few uh, weeks, I, I feel like I'm getting stronger. And I'm in some point that I really want to give back. And I know how much what we're doing here is very important. Uh, that's mean, uh, tell the story. This is my private story. There is a hundred, even thousand stories. Um, but this is mine, but it's not just mine. It's the Israeli story for me. And to speak about that, it was, from my perspective, it's supposed to be like uh, we're speaking on the Holocaust. We should listen and we should remember it because we can't let that happen again. Uh, I'm also thinking that uh, really uh, unite the Jewish uh, around the world in the U.S. Uh, with Israel, what's what's happened. And that's the most important thing, uh, to unite all the Jews in the world uh, against our enemies. And yeah, it's it's not hard. It's Sorry, it's not easy for me to speak about it, but I know the mission, how much important. So, yeah, just doing it. I mean, it's it's absolutely unbelievable that you're here telling this story. I mean, you you referenced the the Holocaust. My grandparents are Holocaust survivors, and they couldn't speak about their story for years and years after it happened. And you're here just a few weeks after I, the the strength that you have to be able to relive in such detail. Uh, what I imagine is the most traumatic event of your life. Um, we're just so incredibly grateful that you're opening up your your heart and your pain um, for the sake of of the Jewish community around the world. And exactly as you said, to unite us and to ensure that we're we're standing behind you. I know that um, the media and social media likes to show all the extremes of all of the um, the people in the groups who are not standing with you. Um, but I hope that somehow across the thousands of miles to Israel, uh, the, the support of, of our community and the vast, vast majority of the American Jewish community has, has really united behind Israel in the, in these weeks and, and stands so strongly, uh, with you and, and with our, our family. It really, people would ask us, um, immediately after October 7th, do you, do you have family in Israel? And we do. And we would say, yeah, we've had family called up to the reserves and we have family there, but, uh, we really have 7 million brothers and sisters there because that's what it feels like. We have our, our personal families, but you, you're our family. I mean, you, it's really what it feels like. We're all family. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you that we have the attack in Israel. It's not uh, something unique, unfortunately. This day was, was different because everybody knows someone. Everybody knows someone that's maybe dead, injured, kidnapped. So this war, it's not the war in the South. The no, it's not the, the war in the South. It's personally for any, I think, any Israeli and any Jewish guy that's became personal. So that's make the difference right now. Uh, and I want to remind uh, also, um, I might be here and for me, it's a miracle to speak with you and it's an honor and a gift. But we need to remember that a lot of our brothers didn't uh, survive hundreds, hun- uh, sorry, thousands of them. 
didn't survive that we need to remember people just came to celebrate their life and young people old people it doesn't matter there were so many of our friends they did survive and and there is something special be uh, uh, very uh, special story about a couple daughter daughter and our father they called uh, Eric and Ruth I not met them personally but I saw them in such a many festival also in Israel and also uh, at the world and uh, those guys really get inside to my heart because um, the girl was uh, she was a child she was uh, like 17 years old and she had uh, was a disability she was handicapped 100% and her father such an such an angel and he's my model for the, for the life took us took her every festival and every party not all not only in Israel also in the world and he put a lot of lights in her chair and she liked to get inside to the dance floor just spin around with the chair <laughs> and she was make everybody happy and and unfortunately they didn't survive that massacre so It also reminds us that uh, Hamas organization have no mercy for anyone, not for children, not for handicap, not for um, boys, not for girls, black, white, left, right, just want to kill us all. So we have to be united against, we have only one opponent and we have to remember that all the time because in the regular life, we sometimes forget it and that's a problem. What would you say? I know so many in our community, they want to do something. They want to to do something, to show our support, to to help, to to be there for Israel. What would you say? What what should we be doing? Well, first of all, that's, um, if you're hearing that podcast, that's um, a big thing to do. First of all, just to hear it from the first sight. I think it's very, very important. Also support from uh, the far, I know it's hard. Um, but to communicate with our organization, there is a lot of uh, volunteers that you can do. I, I don't know, but uh, first of all, you need to listen and remember that's the most important, I think, in my perspective. Um, a charity always help. Um, and now there is a lot of uh, volunteer place in Israel that people came around the world and just help to a business, to a soldier. Um, so, uh, we're gonna, uh, want to see you with us. It will be very helpful. So last question, will you go to a music festival again? For 100% for sure. <laughs> That's not even a question. I can tell you a lot of people ask me the same question and I'm, I'm always, um, it makes me laugh that question because for sure I will dance again to dance again would be my personal victory. Um, so I'm already organized my friends to, um, uh, take a ticket for a festival in the summer in Europe. Uh, we will be hundred percent going to do that. Um, but another victory will be to do that in Israel. That's the most important. Our, uh, that is our land that, that we gave, that we get from, uh, from God, from Abraham. Um, so if we get that prize, uh, let's dance, let's happy. It's ours. It's a gift. Amen. Can you hear it, son? Amen. I'm Israel Chai. 
Thank you so much for being here today. We're we're truly, truly honored and, and just praying for your strength as you tell your story. And I just am thinking of your schedule tomorrow where you're speaking. I know for my, I know you're speaking at two different synagogues, one of ours and another. I just don't know how you're telling the story over and over again. I just don't, I don't quite get it. Um, but I'm just praying for your strength because you're doing such a holy mitzvah right now. Um, and, and just, we all, we all know that you're, you're truly a hero. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your host. Thank you. Rob. Shalom. Oh, 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 come celebrate the words of Torah with Marcus and